Hello and welcome back to Listen Along With Tom. I am looking at the Stormers final. Monster vs. the Stormers in Cape Town. This is the first half I'm going to be covering on this podcast. Hope you've had a good week. Uh, it's my birthday today, Wednesday. So, yeah, it's been a busy couple of days. Um, more so than normal, weirdly enough. But enough about that. The Stormers versus Monster final. Monster won it, obviously, um, a couple of weeks ago. Hugely emotional game. The build-up to it, everything else was was special, and I think in a way that we haven't experienced as a club. Obviously, you know we have we haven't won in in a number of years, but you know the the build-up and the the games that took place beforehand led a sort of a special atmosphere to this. That even though none of these, well, one of these games was was an easy reach uh, up up in Dublin, well, relatively easy reach. All of the other games in that run-in were away from home. And I think that, you know, you look at the way that Munster went on that run from the first Stormers game to this, the final, um, was something that I'm not sure it will be repeated like for like when you look at the relative difficulty of, you know, playing a ton of teams that were ranked above you all the way. Um, and I think that's probably what makes this as, as remarkable as what it was, um, the, the win itself, but also the run to the final. Now, the final itself and the run-up to it wasn't without controversy. There was a fair bit of shit talk in the media from the Stormers from around two weeks out, which again I felt was unusual at the time. I've had a few TRK mailbags where people were kind of asking what the crack was with that. Like, why would the likes of John Dobson and, you know, all these other lads be talking as much as they did? And why would they have put out that video of, um, you know, the Stormers celebrating when Munster beat... Um, Leinster, you know, like the what that portrayed about them as a club. I think it kind of it it hinted at a bit of arrogance, a bit of hubris for sure. Um, I think Munster couldn't but look at that as being an insult, you know. And I think sometimes these are overplayed with regards to you know stuff being written up on the dressing room wall. But on the other side of it, I think it sometimes it's disregarded almost a little bit too readily as being a motivating factor i think if you've ever played or ever been involved in a team i think sometimes you understand do you know what it's okay to indulge in a little bit of hate before the game it it, it can be a good motivator and i think in this instance it certainly gave munster a little bit extra on top of you know wanting to win a trophy but as well as that to, to finish off the the momentum that munster had uh, built since that uh, lost to the Sharks in, in Durban in, in the European Cup. Since then, Munster haven't lost a game. And I think that's the the big, I suppose, encouraging thing from the season in that we got our shit together, came back for this final, and then all of a sudden we had uh, a run where we, it, it seemed inevitable that we were going to win it. And I think during this game, you know, maybe not in the first half, but I think we'll see overall that I don't think Munster were my own opinion watching the game back as many times as I have but even watching it live I never felt that Munster were going to lose that game even going down early I felt that we were a bad matchup for the Stormers and I get into that during during this first half so um, I let you know when we're due to kick off so you can sync it up I will leave the link in the description below if you haven't seen it already go to Patreon there is a link there and you can catch up with this game on YouTube and we will sync with the kickoff and we will get going there's Jack Crowley Mike Haley Damien Willemsa are standing around waiting for this kickoff um, great atmosphere at this game uh, I think it was what a 55 56,000 sellout that's good going Whatever your um, whatever your league, and we've kicked off, and it's taken in the backfield, and uh, Munster are now pressing and looking to try and get a shot on. 
Burn got sat down a little bit there. <laughs> I missed that one live. We're 12 seconds in and we have a penalty conceded just there. Uh, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 seconds gone on the clock. Bit of over-eagerness there. Um, we're looking to try and make an impact physically. You go back to this game, you know, the, the first game on this on this winning run, our start was in the same side of the pitch. We kicked off as well and we just absolutely battered them off the restart. Um that's a good shot there from Peter Romani. And uh, you can see the uh, that that ball is not judged to be out by um, the referee. So a penalty to the Stormers. They get themselves up to the halfway line, pretty much. So decent attacking platform. Joseph Dweba standing on the line. Uh, he was one of the chief uh, shit talkers, mainly just because he was the fella who happened to be caught on video going, we're going to fuck them up. That makes him a bit of a target. I'm not sure if any hooker should be talking shit before a game. <laughs> just because of how badly things can go wrong if you're a hooker. Certainly in the modern game. Um, with this small defense here, it's actually very, very good. You know, you look at the, the power coming in from the infield side there. And this good chip over the top, but that's Michaeli all over there. What a fucking stop that is. Just takes that ball back. No messing around. The, look, the kick is a little bit far away, but and that's a great exit by, by Crowley as well. And the pressure coming up on the outside channel. They can only kick across field, but this is a, a decent option by the Stormers. But again, execution there isn't great. Um, they're looking to try and find... There's that nail on the, uh, on, the, on the edge of the play on transition. That looks like a rehearsed play by the Stormers, but um, the kick itself wasn't great by Libok. But I think there we saw that... Um, what Mike Haley brings from a positional sense. Like, he was never making a mistake there. And that's one of the best things about him. Now, Barron's line-out throwing in this game was fantastic. That Nothing remarkable about that. But the shape and the, the tightness of his spiral is really, really something else. And uh, look at that clean-out by Archer, man. And we're running a nice little scheme. Lo loaded little cutouts there. Getting to the edge. Now, this is where you'll see us playing. We do a lot of... Cutting in field and offloading there. That's kind of what we do. We bounce between the 15 meter channels with our on-ball style. We're splitting the pot of three. The pop out to Frisch to Fekitoa. And he cleans it out. Archer again heavily involved. And look, we're running through the screens again. And look at how active... Oh, Look at how active um, Crowley is on those screens as well. He's like constantly showing up, recycling really quickly. And it shows the versatility of that three pot. Uh, like especially when you're running a 3-3 framework in the middle gives you so many options and Crowley again good option there too and um, the kick itself didn't work out exactly the way he wanted it but I think it's a good play in that space to kick down the side and uh, Willemsa gets a great exit but that's a good couple of phases from Munster there we were challenging them we were getting onto the edges we were using the screens really well you can see early on we like to try and get fellas hands in the ball pretty quickly so you're into that routine you're into that um that 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 passing headspace and uh, here's Dermot Barron, like in his fucking John Hodnett cosplay. So confusing during the game because they're, they're, they're built very similarly. So we get another, this is another nice line out if I remember correctly. No contest, but you know, you look at the, the shape on that throw is really good. We kind of fucked this up a little bit. But you look at that turnover there. That's again, this kind of goes into my thinking in this game that there's nothing the Stormers got in this game that we didn't give them. Great stop by Frisch. And Fekito with the turnover. Really good stuff there. That was a great tackle and then Jackal by Frisch and Fekito. And we can exit nicely here. Probably good. Uh, not to kick that. This kick isn't the best, but it's bouncing. So it gives us time. And the Stormers a little bit confused. 
Haley gets the pressure on and they have to exit. So we're happy enough when this goes infield. We will look to try and run infield here and set that center field position. And Nash's ball carrying, his actual his ability in heavy traffic has really come on this season. But look at the way we're playing there. Looking for the edge. Getting that to Hodnett. He's so explosive. Look at that. Bang. He is quick. Good ruck position too. And now we see fellas running onto the ball at pace. Clean that ruck. Destroy that. And Crowley is so dangerous. He's, he's he, like He will pass so flat. He'll back himself right up into the last minute. And that didn't work out there. We kind of like the, the passes got a little bit constricted. <laughs> That's Stephen Archer using Yanchis as a fucking uh, battering ram. But this is the, the kind of, of, of play we're happy enough to sink into. Post-transition, really. And that is just, again, look, we're trying to play in the edge. That's what we do. We like to offload there. But again, look, intercepts like this happen when you're playing on ball rugby. If you're playing super efficient, there's the boy fucking pointing. Why do that? Five minutes into a game. Why do it? It just it opens you up for so much shit. There's Gavin Coombs having a fucking word with him. He will have a, another word with him later on in the game. Foreshadowing there. Like this is, in itself is not a bad idea. Like I think the pass there is forward. I think that the, the, the first pass and then the dummy. I think at that stage you just kind of hang on to it. And run the risk of turning it over. There's Yanchi's chatting shit to Peter Romani. Why? The thing is, Munster in this game beforehand like because they know the stormers chat a lot of shit during games so what monster were doing beforehand and i found this out afterwards was is that they were going to go hard and fucking silent when it comes to dealing with these fellas not get into any fucking shit talking battles with them or anything like that go out and punish them physically and that's what monster were looking to try and do for the entire game really and when you're when you're playing on ball you can do that you can hurt these guys at the breakdown if they're going to chat shit let them chat shit when the ball is moving and seeing how see how they do then but i think that that was the approach because like stormers they like throwing a few you know dog shots in they like getting stuck in fellas they like try you know they like talking they like chatting all that shit um but you know monster were really looking to try and go we're going to play angry here and not get into this like cheap talking stuff but here's the replay Frisch, at that stage, you kind of hang on to it. I know what he's trying to do there, you know, but a good read and a good intercept by Libach. And look at him, look at the boy talking shit here, pointing out. Okay, buddy, let's see how that goes. But yeah, um, I, I think that was a good idea of, like, when you play on ball, you will give up intercepts because you have to keep so many options alive when you're playing. We're 6.58, 59, we're on seven minutes on the clock right now. Um, so now, look, Munster just have to start again, 7-0. Um, it is just a score in it. No big deal. Just pressure them here into an exit and go from there. I think the thing with a team like um, with the Stormers is that they will always give you opportunities. Um, and I think that's something that we took in this game as well. There's Mike Haley taking this back. Running for the center. That's something we constantly do. Run for the center. Look at that clean out. Look at that ruck from Omani. That's the kind of shit you want offside um that clean out from omani earned that penalty like not clean out but the creation of the rook he was not going to be cleaned out he was not going to be counter rocked out of there he secured that rock solid this kick now from crowley serious nuts on this guy uh seven minutes 54 55 56 on the clock you're seven nil down penalty on the halfway line where are you putting this where are you putting this bang down onto the five meter fucking line 
That is massive bollocks there. Yeah, all those lads are offside. Fair enough. That is a huge kick by Jack Crowley. That's the kind of stuff you want from your 10. As in, go out and win us that game. That's what they do when they're winning that game for you. That's a fantastic kick under pressure. Especially when you're just going to score down. And it's a big moment to take on so early in the game as well. Like eight minutes into the game, there were thereabouts. Um, now here we're looking at this. Mall build, very simple. Nothing too complex about that. And we can look to surge in, to surge forward. And we did that really well against them over the course of the last game as well. And there's Demer Barron. We dotted that down. Now there's a penalty advantage coming in there. That's the kind of stuff where you'd look at it and go, is that not a penalty try if they've just brought it down? With the, you know, that was for offside rather than bringing it down. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, and it's, it was Libok who did it too. Fair enough. Okay. Things have not gone well since that point. But let's have a look. Um. So, yeah, look, Munster here, I think you back yourself. You did really well in that last mall. Remember, we were crabbing infield, going sideways to go forward. So what you do there is that when you're going in sideways... You take their initial counter shove, and then once they once you feel the dip on that, you turn the corner, and then you kind of you're you're around the side of their of their push because with a lot of the South African teams, they look to pump you from one very specific spot. Baron, good throw again, nice simple build. There's Coombs sinking in really well, looking to try and turn the corner. You can see he's been done the pivot there, and then we're over. Really nicely executed there. But you look at Munster all season long, we were running that pivot. Uh, Salanoa has done it. Um, Archer has done it. You look at Coombs as being the lifter there, did it. It all pivoted around him um, where he was the lifter. He sat down. He really advanced forward. You can see him here on this replay again, sinking forward. See there now? It can pivot around Coombs. That's why we give up a lot of um, of those sealing off penalties at the lineout because we're always trying to set that corner where we advance that bit forward and we set it to the point so we can hinge around that guy. So we give up a lot of penalties and we, we give up a few in this game actually as well because we're looking to try and advance that lifter as far as possible so that we can almost pry ourselves around the corner. Um, I think it's why it's such a... When you get it, it's incredibly hard to stop. Um, especially when your plan the entire time is to hinge. But, like, the referees and assistant referees are so hot in it now as well. It's a very difficult conversion, too. I think Crowley misses this one. Excuse me, young man. Are you booing the kicker? <laughs> yeah, it's like, somebody get hold of their kid there. Do you know what? When it comes to booing kickers, I just I don't give a shit. They do or they don't. Like, I think it adds a bit of atmosphere. Like, I like what happens in Tolment. Um, with the silence, I think that is actually more productive, because um, I think sometimes with the um, with the the booing, I think it can give a nice sort of wall of white noise almost. Whereas silence, you're left there on your own with your own thoughts, which uh, can be not a nice place to be. I can tell you that from experience. Anyway, oh, nice vintage monster shirt there. I think was that from 09 in the at the bottom right hand corner there. So yeah, back right back in the game. 11 minutes 42, 43, 44 on the clock. Libok kicking off again and uh, they go short that great take by Jean Klein that in itself shows a little bit of panic already from the Stormers they're not really they're still ahead in the clock but they're kind of at the feeling now whereas if when we give this ball to them this is great stuff here from Frisch and Fekatoa the way they're interacting there and look we're always looking to cut back in 
this is what like Nash is really suited what we've done here now we don't just play him on the wing like he, he loops in, in in field and all that but I think the fact that we have guys cutting in so far and and, and it's such a we split the three pot again Haley. oh I think if that pass goes we have an opportunity on, on the the corner and we're going again Frisch Omani that's out in the tail like, just like again look that was a good a good play like good stuff there from Munster we're looking to try and play ball and like we're like our, our pass per carry ratio is is high. It's getting real high here, and uh, we're we're looking to pressurize them constantly in defense because you're not you're not giving them anything certain. This is a line out for. Was that that was a line out for the Stormers? Yeah, it was. So again, you can look at Dewebe here. Like I've said about his his pass action or his throwing action, it's just a little bit unreliable. I think you can see here, this is one of those ones where he's got uh, a lot of fat in that pass. But you can see there's 70% possession that we have. This is what we try to do with teams almost constantly now, where they kick the ball to, to us, we don't give it back. We're able to reset our shapes pretty constantly. And I think a lot of that comes down to the options and the variety that you get from the likes of um, from Jack Crowley, as a, as a primary playmaker, we'll say. But also Antoine Frisch, what he gives you. And, and the guys that, like Mike Haley... Nash, they're all comfortable stepping in as a screen runner as well. They 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 give you different things, but I think it gives you a, an idea as to how we've built ourselves as a as as a as a an attacking team this season. But you'll see it in this game. Like when we get to the edge, our wingers, if they get the ball, they will look to cut back in field because we'll resource that rock. We'll go again. Like we bounce between those 15, 15 meter lines. Just some of the early stats. We have two hundred. Oh no! From the season, we have two hundred and fifteen offloads in the season. Ninety-two clean breaks. Uh, two thousand six hundred twenty-three carries. But you can see the carries there. One thousand seven hundred ninety-three. It'll give you an idea as to the Stormers' specific brand of counter-transition rugby. They don't carry the ball an awful lot. When they kick the ball, they're not necessarily like Leinster, where they have a hugely structured post-transition game that they play. Um, their game is very much based on heavy transition so like they will really go hard on that initial counter-attacking phase and really pressure you. that that's another that's, that's another mistake there by the stormers halfbacks that's uh, between yanchis and, and libok there but they have that in their game that was always there with these guys you know to, to make that sort of mistake if you're libok you have to look at that 2022 there as a brick wall you cannot just exit straight off the field there um, but the fact that they were looking to try and do that just kind of shows straight away that there's a little bit of a, a rattle in them here early on. This is the thing with talking shit before games. It just says more about you than it does about the opposition, to be honest. And a uh, nice simple take there. Simple mall build again. We're not going backwards here. We don't need to go forward either. Oh, look, see, there we go. There's that inside thing by, by Lockman. I think they'll show the replay here. We're trying to put that hinge there. And to do that, you've got to go forward. But you can sometimes swing in as well, and you can seal off the the the, the, the jumper, so there's no access to the ball. Um, so like that's the risk of it. I'm not sure if we'll see a replay there, but that'll just give you an idea as to um, what we're trying to do, the risk and the rewards of it. There, we can see it here. Clayne goes forward, Lockman goes up. He looks to sink in, but it looks too it looks too obvious there. I think Burn as well is is, is kind of looking very sealy offy there. Celiophy, it's a technical term. Here's Dweba again. Now again, look, I think his his hand is too close to the middle when he's throwing. So he can't get the proper spin in it. That's why he, like I think he constantly throws these big wobblers of passes. 
because his hand is right on the, the middle for me. If you can go back to the back a little bit, like the back of the ball, you get a, a much tighter spiral for me because I think you've got more control personally. But yeah, listen to me, test rugby player. Listen to me, guy cap for his country. You're throwing the ball wrong, okay? Good exit by Daly. It's just, I just noticed it there. That's just one of those things um, where, for me, he's throwing the ball a little bit too forward, but what the fuck do I know? Anyway, 15 minutes in, 17, 18, 19, 20 on the clock. Stormers are 7-5 up. The game has bounced between the 22 so far. Not much or in, in the last couple of minutes anyway. Here's Dweba again. That again is very loose. That spiral, very loose. Like, I don't think, because I think the Stormers have a very good line-out. But, like, I think I'm surprised he doesn't lose more of them. Just with his throwing action that's there. And again, look, there's a lot of pressure on this guy early on. Because he, he he knows he was talking shit. The Stormers are aware he was talking shit because they had to defend it in the... Um, they had to defend it in the media. So, like, there's pressure on that guy to perform as well. And I think when you're a hooker, you're standing there with the line. Like, it's it's, it's it, for me, it's the same as goal kicking. And, like, almost as important. Um, so much can go wrong. But see here, we're, we're happy enough to play this game here where we, we will kick short now. There's an idea that Munster don't kick anymore. We do. We do. We kick less often than we did. And our percentage of plays where we kick is a lot lower. But... When we do kick, we typically go to box kick. Now, we did have an idea before the season, and I know this because I was talking to some of the coaches, where we were going to go to a longer style of kicking. But I think as we worked out what we were doing throughout the season, that kind of fell back a little bit. And we kind of go, well, we, we, we can't do both. We can't play a massive on-ball game, but then also have a longer-than-average kicking game. I don't think that works. Um, nice line-up position here again. But you can just see that... Just again, that's a very nice spiral by um, Barron. Another big carry by Gavin Coombs. And look, we're happy enough to kick here too. Like, we, we don't see an issue here. And like, I think you look at how we look to try and play here, we'll pressurize them. And again, with the kicking of Conor Murray, how good it is. Like, this is a fantastic kick here too. Isolating. And it puts Williamson under pressure straight away. And there's one man, he takes that up really well. Carries really well on the edge. I think why this game, and I think, ooh, it's a nice inside ball by Archer. And Barron is always looking to play as well. Look at that passing from Coombs. Frisch, looking for the offload as well. Why Peter Romani looks so prominent. Um, and look at that option from, from Crowley there. It's the easy thing to throw that into screen. You've seen it, you know, seen how many times have you seen it? But when you go flat like that, it gives you a little bit of an option the next time. Where they can't just go, well, he always hits the screen. He will hit flat, and he backs himself to make that flat pass as well. But you see there how we're bouncing between the 15-meter line? Screen ball. That, that to me, is a penalty in yellow card. It's only, I think it's, yeah, it's an advantage, but look at this here from Crowley. Gone. Pass option, bang, gone. Oh, that's some tackle by Yanchis, though, to be fair. And this is, your man there was never on side. I think that's why he got the yellow card here. I think it's harsh enough. I think Murray is saying there that the dude is never on side. But look at that, you know, like that, that stuff from Crowley, how athletic he is. So quick. Um, that's the sort of, that, like, that's why you have a guy like that in there. Why I think he is the guy from Munster. That is such a decisive bit of play there where 
he is selling passes and i think i was just talking there as we as we did that where he just sold that pass you know where he could go to the screen but he hit it flat because he backs those options that are flat and he he will take that phase to hit it flat knowing that look you're probably not going to break through the line there he understands that that will like that will give you space down the line and i think you saw there you can't you can't assume anything when jack crowley is on the ball there's certain fly halves and i think this is like this is a big season now where he will get videoed a little bit more in the aftermath of this but what i like about jack crowley is that he doesn't give you a whole ton of of reads you know like you know he's not onside there yeah he's, he's ahead of the the last or he's, he's ahead of the the last point at rook so for me in in context i think probably fair enough on the yellow card but um, this is also where it gets a bit complicated as well. I'll talk about this in a minute. But what Jack Crowley gives you is such a difficult time trying to read what he does. And here we go again. We're looking to surge. There's the, there's the infield. We're looking to hinge around the corner. And we, we managed to stay in play there just about. But we've got a good position now. Five meters out. Bang. Great latch again there by Omani. He's so good at that. This is that cannon arm that they're talking about. For me, that's a good try. Um, I think there's nothing in there about crawling, but you can see there that the Stormers were obviously aware of this before the game. It's something that they spoke to the referee about as well. Um, and they were, like, because again, they were straight off to the referee, kind of going, he's crawling, he's crawling. Um, but for me, he is off his knees. He's like, as in, he's using his arm to propel himself forward. Like, for me, this is a good try, but. Um, at the same time, I get I get the what they're talking about when when it comes to the the the, the crawling or the cannon arm that they were fucking talking about. Where your man was going like, what's his name? A guy Swiss the Bruin or whatever it was it was just like honestly, he was talking about like is in player safety and all sort of stuff. Man, I'm not sure if you heard me rolling my eyes there, but um, they were rolling. So um, yeah, this was struck off anyway, but. You look here. I think he can propel himself forward there. I think that's what's happening. And he's using his knees to propel himself there. I think that's, like, for me, that's a good try. Gets the finish. He's on his feet. Well, once he gets himself forward like that, his feet are off the ground there, his knees are off the ground. So, for me there, he can propel himself. And now we can place it. So for me, uh, for me, look, I think that's a good try. Obviously, people disagree, and it wasn't given on the day. But I think that's what they're complaining about—that that cannon arm. But for me, I've seen that happen in so many games. For it to not happen here, I think it just—it's one of those things where, yeah, look, they've they've obviously spoken about this, or this is something that they've brought up in the referees' meetings that Munster do this or Irish teams do this. Um. But for me, I think that he's on his feet, like he's in. He's propelling himself forward. He's he's bracing himself here. I don't, I don't think there's anything illegal about that. His knees aren't on the ground. So you can propel yourself forward there, and then you can propel yourself forward there. So uh, look, I think for me that's a that that that's a try, but. Is that Dermot Barron whispering sweet nothings into Manny Libox here as well? <laughs> I think it is. I 
uh, yeah, look, I think for me, I, I I would have given that as a try, but again, I, I shouldn't be let referee a game like this. Because <laughs> I would have, I think I would have struck off the Stormers' first try for disrespecting the game of rugby union. <laughs> so yeah, they just struck it off there. Um, member of the bald community, uh, Andrea Penardi. It's like, have to, have to stand up for the bald community. I think if I lost a lot of weight, I could look kind of like this guy. But because I'm bald and have a beard, I look like him anyway. That's the thing. If you're a white guy with a bald head and a beard, you look the same. She's trying to explain this to Peter Manny. I'm sorry, Peter. This is why. I think Peter's just looking at him with the arms and the hips kind of going, are you fucking serious? I think it's probably the best way to go about it, really. Because you can't talk to these refs. Especially, like, he's made this. He's not going to unmake the decision there, do you know? So, just have to... It is what it is. Which is a really irritating sentence as well now. But I find myself saying it all the time. Oh, it is what it is. Meanwhile, inside, you're just like... Ah, <laughs> no, why is it what it is? He's explaining it to Don of the West Corp Mafia there. Yeah, tough one. Still 7-5. 1939, 40, 41, 42. Ooh, just like World War II. And uh, it's been all Munster. 48 tackles the Stormers have. Let's have a look at this. This is another fat throw. It is a fat throw. Isn't this too far up on the ball? <laughs> somebody somebody get, get, get me a hold of Joseph Dweba there. Let me, let me tell you your business, boy. <laughs> another big stop there. Jean Klein. You can see him so far in this game. He's had a lot of impacts. Um, obviously in the aftermath of this game Jean would be selected for um, for the Springboks again they had been looking at him for the last year and a bit but I think they only kind of formally got a hold of him after this game as far as I'm aware great take by Calvin Nash he's been so good this season there's Hodnett I almost said Baron. but see we're happy enough to play here and look there's that flat pass from Crowley again he will give that pass all day because it buys him a bit of time. Lovely stuff there by Klain and Byrne. Great cleanup from the Rook. And Crowley constantly resets. And he'll back himself down to clean it. But that's the thing. I like how he uses that option. Doesn't just go to the screen the entire time. Is that an intercept? And, and see this is the thing. You run the risk. When you make those passes. Great clean up by Omani there. Good God. Try saver. Penalty saver. Fucking hell. That is the shit right there. But when you play on ball like that, that's the risk. You know, you, you I mean, you take that as part of the other benefits it gives you. Like every style of play has drawbacks, has um has advantages to it. That's one of the disadvantages of um on ball rugby. Oh man, you're looking like a fucking tiger there. Bang. But um, yeah, that's one of the disadvantages there. Um, is that oh, great stop there by uh, Murray in the end, but uh, Hadnett got a hold of him too. You do give up those moments where if your pass is a little bit off, the team have it like the opposition have a lot of they have a lot of passes that they can potentially intercept if that makes sense. Um, I think when you're playing super efficient counter transition, you cut down on those moments, but you do surrender a lot of possession, relatively speaking. So uh, we're 22 minutes in. 
Uh, the Stormers yellow card is still timing down. There's fellow member of the ball community, John Dobson. We're not talking at the moment. But um, I, I think when you look at Dobson before this game, actually, like he's in, he did talk a lot of shit for me. And I think this whole thing about like make, uh, make Cape Town smile or whatever it is. I know people do teaming, you know, teaming or whatever. That's one of the worst I've heard. Honestly, it's like something you'd reject out of a local county council tourism meeting. Like make Bally the Hob smile, <laughs> make Rathkeel smile. Stop corny anyway here's graham roundtree mike prendergast i think you're looking at this and you're thinking christ we're unlucky enough to be down on a scoreboard here still 22 minutes in and they've just got their yellow card uh, evan roos back on the field we've had all the ball we've had opportunities and that's another great throw there from baron just a tight spiral but I, I think again like guys get into like you get into throwing form as a hooker where like Especially when you're developing as a player, and injuries play a big part in this too, by the way. Where, like, if you get a shoulder injury, which is fairly common for a hooker, that can really hurt your throwing, really hurt your ability to, um, you know, get that uh, stability on your throw, which is a big thing for me. There's a pot of three, the screen, Fekitoa cutting back inside, we're okay, we'll, we'll hit that rock as well. This is why we, you, you need to be fit playing this game, because you can have multiple involvements on a phase, like playing there with a pass, a run. And then a rock. Again, look, that's why I think Jack Crowley, again, that option there is just very good. You can see that the lanes are opening up there now for for uh, Munster around the fringes of the rock. Frisch will step in as first receiver. And Fekitoa makes himself, like, look at that, it's a good collision. But see here what we do typically, we will bounce back now infield. So we will take that phase and we're, we're making that pass. Backing ourselves to do it. And here I think we look at it and go, okay, look, we don't have momentum here, so we will challenge in the backfield. That's a fair enough decision there. And Conor Murray will right on the edge, and we've won another scrum. <laughs> There's some video game physics there on that ball, and we're playing. Look, there's that flat pass again. I know I'm going on about it, but like as in, it just gives you so much on the next phase. You can never let, let it go. Oh, a nice chip over the top from Haley. There's a mistake in the bouncing ball. I don't think this goes forward off Frisch, you know. <laughs> but Daly gets it. I don't think it goes off him. Um, but again, look, we produce that moment again from a box kick and error in the backfield, which happens. But I don't think this goes forward off um, off Frisch's hands. I don't think it does. I think he's, he kind of goes in it, but it rolls off his body more than anything. Anyway. Anyway, but again, decent position at this stage. You know, you we can have another two tries on the board here. You know, twenty four minutes in, twenty three, twenty four, twenty five. Like that's the the good thing about what we've seen from Munster in this first half is that like we have we're constantly creating opportunities, and we've done we did that in this run of games from the like Glasgow game to Leinster game. We left massive scores out there behind us do you know and i think that's the big work on for next year is can we finish all of the opportunities that we create or even finish more of them now you could say with gavin coombs maybe should have been a try like that there as well as a little bit of bad luck as well but we're, we're really building that into our game creating opportunities that kind of in some ways defy stats 
I think with the pitch as well, it became very difficult here for referees to start awarding penalties, given how bad the pitch was. Because everything looks like a slip. There's Haley getting into the white channels. Now here, we will typically hit that rook from there. Because we like to get that short in space. But look at that there again from Crowley. Fekitoa, really good there. And we retain that rook in that space. So we this is our target. This is our this is our spot here. This is where we like playing. That was another bold pass, but it, it didn't go to hand. But look at look at the space that's opened up. Omani here, just a little bit fucking forward. And the finish there from Haley was great. Like again, forward. But a fantastic opportunity opened up there with just really, really bold play. Looking to try and put those um that transition game really, really good there. Um and just again, look at just how prominent Crowley was there. I know that pass didn't go to hand, but when you pla pass flat like that, you will get bounces of the ball. Um and we got that there. Unfortunately the uh, I think the offload from Omani was flat. But I think in um, if that was in Tolman Park or even in a neutral venue, that probably stays. That probably sticks as a try. But uh, yeah, so. Yeah, I think you look at the what we've shown in this game so far. Look, and people asking about a high tackle here from Willemsa. I think Omani is falling so much there. I, I'm not. I think that'd be really harsh to give a penalty for that because he's, he's he is falling. There's a dynamic uh, change of height there as well. Maybe you could give a penalty, but ooh, Jesus, boy, talking shit in the crowd, boy. <laughs> Stay away from that fella. But yeah, no. Um, I think that's fair enough to strike that one out. But again, look, we're producing opportunities. Like we're we're creating those moments, which is um, you get the feeling that we would nail one of them. Um, when it counts because again like I think that's that that's just one of those things that happen like there's an offload there you know we get a bounce of a ball into the space it happens but I think with Peter Armani what we've shown in this game is that when you are constantly using the 15 meter channel like that he becomes so much more prominent because he's an edge runner like he's a, he's a player on the edge like defensively mentally <laughs> Uh, offensively he's at his best in those areas and I think that Munster's style we really fucking drilled down on it from that Sharks game on you know and I think White Peter Romani said such a fucking all timer of a run over these last well, over the last couple of weeks of the season comes down to really doubling down on that style and like come what may this is what we're playing and it's paid off and one thing as well with Omani is that he understands as well from an instinct perspective. You can see how he's, how he's there. They're trying to soak a penalty there, but Penardi isn't interested. Um, where his ability to understand when to sink in on the prop, when to jack a little, or to prairie dog a little bit, just so you're kind of you know watching for the break or whatever else, and being that half space where okay, you're 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 giving as much as you can to your prop, but you're also staying alert. He's very good at being in, you know, riding the line between both. Oh, what? Evan Roos isn't back in the field yet. Huh? Hmm. That's another fantastic throw there from Baron. <laughs> Just again, really accurate. I know they didn't. Oh. Oh. Again, lovely hands. 
Now the pass there wasn't great from Haley, but look, reset back inside. Have a cut off him. Nash has been so good there this season. See, so will play late pass Crowley. It's allowed to back to Daly. Jumps over a little Super Mario jump there. Fekatoa gets stopped there by uh, Dianti or Diamani. See Burn there looking for that pass. Coombs, great collision win there. Look at Dweba. He's struggling. Watch and look at that. Come up off the ground, boy. That to me is a guy blowing. Frish, lovely motion there, really, really good. Pressing here, we're really putting the squeeze on him technically. Technically, oh, Crowley looking for the bounce here, he gets it. Bang, Libok, beautiful, pointing, get in there, kid. That's the one, and see there, we weren't reacting to that. Watch Crowley coming in here, stay out of it, stay out of him. See, I was speaking to them after the game, and they were saying, You get them sliding in like that, dirty shit like that, but do not react, do not react, play the game, do not react. Catches him narrow here. Williams uh, is covering. Look, you get, a, you get a lucky bounce there. But Nash finishes it. Bang. See there? He knows what he's doing there. And Nash reacts. But they're just like, do not give them that shit. Do not give it to them. Lubach as well. Beautiful. Slips in his hole as well at the same time. Great stuff. And that puts us into the lead. There is... That's Graham Rountree's young fella. First time spotting that. 29, 45, 46, And he's got 35 seconds left on the clock. And because the clock, there was a clock in the stadium, it is active. So you can see him checking it there. So this is to go into a 12-7 lead, which again, we deserve and then some. So there you go, a five point lead on 30 minutes. Pretty good. Again, good management in that moment as well from Murray, who's, who's done well here as well. His pass quality has been really, really good. Decision making and his kicking as well. But again, with Nash, he has been so good this season. And um, not just again, look, he scored a try there, which is great, but just his all around game and the system suitability of it. Perfect. Like, Munster be missing Andrew Conway for the majority of last season, but the entirety of this season, Conway didn't play a minute. You wouldn't have known, because Nash was just so complete in that outside winger spot. Look at that again from Omani. Attacking right off the reset, or restart. And the Stormers, they'll always go for it. They would look to try and go into the middle, and they'll they'll re, they'll, like, they'll reset. They play a different brand of counter-transition rugby than... Um, than Leinster do and, and that's one of the like they will always they they are better I think attacking in the direct phase look at that from Mike Haley great fucking shit putting the pressure on him here may have to let go and uh, they will be quite direct here I mean when you've got like Evan Ruiz you, you, you do have to be direct but they'll They'll play, they will certainly play, and we're tracking across and covering quite well. Jesus Christ, Malachi Fekatoa just broke that guy. Dion Fury, good player, but fucking hell. 
Fekatoa just blasted this guy. Willem, sir, not a bad pass. Good read by Fekatoa. Bang. Good God. Onto the ground for you as well. Sometimes they just do fucking take it out of you. Look at that. Fuck me. Get ta I mean, because this, this is one of the big strengths of Fekatoa. You look at his highlight reel. You'll see hits like that constantly. On the edge. like So he defends in that edge space like a, like a, like a, a 13. But he is so aggressive. And he's, he's like he makes really good timed reads. The thing with Fekatoa, like he knows exactly what he's... Like, look at it. What are they saying? 62% win percentage for... For Stormers at this stage? I don't know about that, Chief. But, like, Fekatoa, he's just so in control of his body. He knows... He knows the ground he can cover. And, like, that's just some fucking slap there on that tackle. Like, you do not have to go high to fuck guys up. Because, you know, like, it's an aggressive game. Some fellas, like, they like to go high because it leaves a little bit of an extra shot in them. But, fuck it, you look at that. Tell me that wasn't a dominant shot. And it was right into the fucking belly. Um, Great stuff. Fury wasn't really the same after it. And you can tell he's still a, bit, it's a little bit rattled. Great shot. By Fekatoa. I think the Stormers still have the ball here. I think we did a really good job here. Being stable in the scrum. You can watch Lockman here now. Uh, and, and Baron in particular. They're not being over aggressive. They're not over committing. They're not trying to win penalties against the head there. You can see look just hang on. Get the legs wide. Survive. Just lock them out. You don't need to, like, especially because you can see some guys, oh, great pressure there from Frisch. Stormers looking a little bit panicky there now, overplaying a small bit. Great tracking from Daly there as well. See here, this is not a great place to be for the Stormers. I mean, they did well to get out of that spot, but again, that's Mike Haley back there. He's not making mistakes. Bang, get out of there. What a shot. Man, Crowley inside the Frisch. Oh, just catch. I think if that's on a, a more solid pitch, he gets that. He makes that break. But we'll reset here. Coombs will take that all day. Good shot by Ruiz, but bang. He, again, we're just going to keep coming. You you win that collision, we've got another one for you. Hitting that three pod nicely there. Another great rock there from Omani. Just rock solid. Fekitoa, good carry. See, we're bouncing in between the 15s. And look at that inside little slip ball there from Omani. And what a clean out. Fucking hell. Really nice there again from Coombs. He will set the edge here. Like, he's not going to put out of uh, out of play there without giving it away. I mean, <laughs> without giving it away. Uh, without without giving up a line out, I meant. Um, but, yeah. Um, that's, again, one of the risks. You, you play a ball like that if you spill the ball. Because you're giving such... Jesus Christ, look at that run. Look at that clean out there. Omani ends up injuring himself in that moment as well, unfortunately. But um, some of the breakdown entries he had there over the last couple of um, minutes was fucking outstanding. They blew it up here. Um, this, I'm surprised this didn't go. And looking fair play to Dion Fury as well. Fair play to him. He was standing over there making sure that nobody kind of ended up trampling over him. Fair fucks to him. Like, they are, like, the, like, I mean, there is a bit of shit talk there, but, like, he's in. Guys like Dion Fury, like, fucking top player. 
one of those rugby guys, you know. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's rugby players and there's like a, you know, big rugby guy and that'd be Dion Fury. Not that I've met the guy, but from the bits and pieces I've heard about him as a player. Um, this, I'm not sure this gets videoed, does it? I'm not quite sure. But, uh, yeah, there's Dion Fury ranked 21 overall in the URC top 100 players. Um, great player. Like, and th- like he's for in his mid-30s now. He looked a bit off the pace here, to be fair. But, like, is any, he, he made a transition from hooker backwards, which, again, is not typically how it goes. <laughs> typically, it's the other way. Um, but he did it at the elite level of the game. And he's, uh, is he in the World Cup squad for the spring box? I don't know. But, um, yeah, you can just, even in, in that moment there, we're creating opportunities. And once you get to that edge space, that's where, again, we, we will tend to offload. That's where, again, stuff can go sideways also. But I think that's kind of the the risk and the reward of the system that we're playing. But to have the monster crowd that we had there in the stadium, it's actually hugely impressive. No other way, no, no, no other word for it. It's um yeah so it, it's my birthday today forty one years of age um yeah it's kind of hard to know my birthday was always overshadowed well according to my mother by the birth of Prince William who was born on the same day I think we ended up getting christened on the same day as well and now we're both bald but he's a he's still a prince while I am three red kings who's laughing now William but uh, yeah we're almost back playing here now and uh, RG Snayman is on the field and Byrne has gone to a kind of a half lock style role which he plays regardless it's not like he's any different now he's just in a different position in the scrum he plays the same way regardless but what we've lost Romani from a ruck perspective we have um, a lot more size in the field now with Snayman look at that rock solid scrum there good carry good ruck But again, look at that. Look at those hands. We like we love running those stacks. Like our, our default shape there is that's a mistake from Nash. But a good idea. But like you look at the, the way we run that stack. Um we've done that all season. We do it off face play, we do it off set piece. Um and you can tell the guys are very they're super comfortable running that. Um and the skills come on. Because people are asking, how how does that happen without without a skills coach? Because you train the way you play. And we, we, we did that all season like for better or worse like at the start of the season it was it wasn't great at all but as the season went on you know all of a sudden we're we're, passes are sticking because you're doing it every week you're training it you're playing it and that wasn't always the case but let's have a look at this line out here from from Dweba we've got 34 minutes on the clock 52 53 seconds again that's that's crooked but you know whatever thing is with the Stormers their phase play is not all that complex uh, which again doesn't have to be but um, look at that from Coombs he's blown up for that one now that's fine but they were awarded a very similar one in the second half which is you know for big babies complaining about the referee like me to go keep the same energy from both teams but you know what I mean you just look for a little bit of consistency on the decision making but you know what it's a fucking tough game to referee and if you're seeing it from a different angle maybe you're seeing different things 
But here's Lilbach around halfway, looking to go down the line. Stormers chasing a, a scorer here, obviously. And uh, they do have a good ball. But they didn't get a massive amount of ground there. But you can see here from Libok, good tackle there from Lockman. See, I think he's on the ball there before his hands go to the ground. So I think for me, again, I mean, look, we've seen goals. We've seen those goals go. We have seen those go both ways, to be honest. Here's my guy, Dweba. Just again, I think the set piece is what will hold him back as a test player. Like, scrummaging looks good. Ooh, nice little gimmick play there. Yanchis gets away. Red alert here now defensively from Munster, heading into 36 minutes. We will give up breakdown. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll commit guys to defensive breakdown in, in these spaces. Because... Look at that again. That's given up. Great stuff by Barron. We've been very good at that as the season has gone on. Just being very active to like the actual play as opposed to just going, okay, look, well, I'm pillaring up now. And then not being awake to what's happening. And uh, the, again, as, as a result of Omani's injury, we've gone to a three-lock pack. But I think with Burn as that third lock, you actually don't get the drawbacks that come from a a typical three or a, or a multi-lock pack because things can get as I wrote in that article there uh, on Monday about the top 14 final great stuff there from Baron really alive to that uh, opportunity sometimes it can slow you down defensively and laterally there's a lot of ground to cover and, and, and sometimes those those heavier guys those bigger guys can't do it but Tyke Byrne is, is, is very much not that guy he's got such a um a ability to cover ground that kind of goes beyond his size like he's 6-6 and he's a legit 6-6 um, so like he gives you that coverage that maybe you don't always get when you go to a multi-lock um, a multi-lock pack build because we get the best of both worlds from it here where you have Snayman on the field who is just a fucking outstanding power athlete one of the best in the world see look we're actually look at that that's a we're pincering their mall there so you have, see the way RG is, is kind of bracing that on the inside with uh, Klain covering the other side. We did that really well against the Sharks as well. Um, you can see here like Klain is having such an impact on that mall. Like he's a one guy there up against three or four and stuffs that, you know, like that's one of the big bonuses as to what he's, um, what, what he brings you as a tight head lock. Some people will never understand it. Um, they'll never understand why it's important or why it's a good thing to have. Oh, great stop there by Hodnett on Roos. If he doesn't get that, he's under the post there. Good stop again by Fekitoa and uh, and Crowley. This is kind of where pass quality and the erratic pass quality that Yanchis has sometimes in decision making can stand against him a little bit. Like it comes up here, I guess again, it's a good stop. We're, we're not we've a penalty advantage given up there i think um libok over chases that and calvin nash will take that all day i think again they overplayed that a little bit um you've got more time you know you've got you, you you can come back for the you can come back for the 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 penalty advantage you know so they snatched at that a little bit here you can see libok space that he's seeing um on the edge i'm not sure if it's there but it was an offside but 
like looking at where the Stormers go from here like I think they go to the corner I think um, but they're always going to have and the thing is they're counter, counter transition teams like they're always going to have a big moment in the game and what a counter transition team must have I know every every team must have but counter transition teams in particular you have to have a fully functional and efficient line out if you don't it'll go way down like your 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 ability to to impact teams will drop considerably you'll end up being a team that just kicks the ball away and just everything is very flimsy one of the best things about the stormers has been their line out and i think that's what pushed them to the um and again this is with saying that that Dweba for me isn't a great thrower of the ball at all but it, it does give you on the other side of it when you get that position you have to be able to drive it in the line out you have to have a big driving mall and they've missed um, Salman Morat this year. I think he's been injured the entire season. Great player. Um, I think his injury is a, a sickener for the the, the Stormers. Around 39.42 seconds uh, on the clock. We stay on the ground here. We're looking to pinch her both sides. There's Klain on one edge. Snayman on the other. Archer getting a real drive on there as well. We're just looking to just envelop them here. That's a great mall defensive set there. We stuff them there. So from here, dangerous position, but Yanchis, what's he doing? The panic. 40 minutes, 40 minutes gone on the clock. Totally overplayed that. Again, it's a guy who's kind of over-visualizing what he can see. And we're just looking for the fucking touchline here. And it's out. Great stuff from Barron. And we're all jogging, sprinting in for halftime. Uh, Munster leading 12 points to 7 after a great defensive set there to finish out the half. I'll be back with the second half of this. Um tomorrow or the day after uh, but I hope you enjoyed that and uh, I will be back with more uh, of stuff like this in the next couple of days I've got a 5 euro Brian Gleeson article coming up in the on the Young Bucks I've got a What's the Story with Sean O'Brien article coming as well and a few other TRK mailbags bits and pieces like that coming as well as some stuff on the 10 euro tier as well so thank you very much for joining me have a good Wednesday I'll enjoy my birthday I'll talk to you again very very soon <laughs>